Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Zach is back. Holy cow. Woo. People were putting out search warrants. They were there was missing posters everywhere. Oh. Hopefully Someone the implied there was like be an FBI investigation. You know, murder and transporting across state lines suddenly becomes a federal crime. Yeah, that's that's big time stuff there. But June offers us more week weekday weeknight basketball and Zach was able to get away from the soccer fields. Get, get inside. How far, how far away is but yeah, get inside. Yeah. Zach, for those not seeing Zach's in a sleeveless shirt, he's sun's out, guns out. So he's all summer long. And yeah, those that have never met Zach, Zach's in better shape than I am. So him rolling around <laughs> a sleeveless shirt isn't nearly as I mean, I wouldn't say you're in great shape, right? No, I'm not in great shape. I typical I've been, dad bod. Been better. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Episode one thirty two of Court Said Indiana podcast. We're gonna, we're gonna have a few guests today. We're definitely Aiden Kunst is gonna join us later. Not not while Zach is on. We're gonna re- be recording a few segments. We got some stuff from the Top One Hundred camp yesterday. Uh, well, that, that we got some good stuff there. And then Zach and I are going to talk. Well, Zach's going to talk about Beth. You're going to get like the whole show. This whole segment's going to be yours once I shut up. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, All Bethel, right, you're, you asked me how far Bethel. Bethel's 15 minutes from my house. There we go. Are you coming down to Charlie Hughes this weekend? I would really like to. I hope I can make that happen. Okay. Saturday would be the best day. Yeah. Because that's be... the day when everybody's playing. Right, right. It's like there's some teams playing Friday, some teams playing Sunday. Everybody's playing Saturday. I mean, everybody's got four games this weekend. That's that's in it. Everybody that's in it has four games. So if you can, Saturday would be great. Definitely, definitely going to work on that. Because I think it's always better when we have multiple eyes and on events. And but you know, hey, I get it. Kids, soccer, things like that. All right, read the let's. The floor is yours for the recruiting updates. Ooh. Did I send them to you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, okay, it's, there it's we been go. a while here. I know. All right, here we go. <clears throat> um, Ronald Rutland from Christmas Addicts, IUPUI offer. Xavier Booker got a couple more offers, Gonzaga and USC. Uh, KJ Wyndham, 2024 from Ben Davis, Northern Kentucky offer. Joey Hart continues to get offers. Southern Illinois got in the mix with him. Uh, Sam Orm got an offer, Miami of Ohio. Lori Benunga from Kokomo, 2024, big guy. Wake Forest and Creighton got in on him. Uh, Garway Dual, another offer. He's been getting them like crazy lately. Butler, so close to home. Uh, Lene Brooks, he's actually up in Michigan now. Is that yeah, correct? he is, so we don't yeah. need to worry about that. But he did pick up a Northwood offer. Northwood offer, yeah. I mean, they were going to recruit him anyway. I mean, Reckaway is an Indiana guy. Yeah, head coach of St. Francis for a while. So, 
the, you know, if Brooks was going to start pulling in D2 offers, it, it's, it's, um, you know, it's the GLVC or the, or that mission, the lead with all the Michigan schools, then it would be the places he would probably end up. So yeah, his will be interesting to follow. I don't, I don't know what his situation is, why he moved to Michigan. I know there's family up there, but why he felt like he had to do that. I don't know. He's had a, he's had a rough year basketball wise. I don't know anything other than that. Just, I don't think the school season went the way they thought it would. Um, don't know that how he's doing in the summer, AAU wise. But anyway, uh, yeah, one we had a commit amendment, <clears throat> excuse me, commitment this week. Uh, AJ Lux from Crown Point is heading down to Bellarmine. Yeah, that's a good fit for him. That's a good, a great get for them. I, I think he starts to put on weight, which could be an issue. He's he's thin frame. Um, but he's, I think he's finally done growing. So that's a good thing. <laughs> I mean, it's normally it's normally you want to keep growing, but I mean, he's basically kind of turning into the kid we thought he would be when he was right. a five foot two inch seventh grader, burying jumpers. He, he felt like he would get to be about six, five, maybe push up a little bit more. I mean, just kind of in that range and then just have a, a trigger for a jump shot. You know, his dad, obviously, who had a great career at Merrillville, great career at Northern Illinois, was able to play professionally overseas, is, um, has his own facility now, or at least part of his own facility up in, up in the region that a lot of these guys train at. I mean, and AJ's been, you know, the major benefactor of, of all that, the, the genetics as well as the opportunity. I don't think any of us thought he would get as tall as his dad. But I had the chance to coach him for two when he was in middle school for two two years, and um, basically he became kind of has become the player we thought he would be. So, oh, and the, the catchings offer we had catchings offer for from Purdue. Yeah, Cannon Catchings picked up an offer a couple of weeks ago from Purdue. We missed it last week, and so we want to make sure we get that out there. That that's you know the his aunt is Tamika Catchings, so. You know, the, the, the bloodline's there. He is, um, he's had some really, really good moments at Brownsburg as, as a sophomore this past year. He had some really good moments for Brownsburg this past year. Uh, they, uh, the, the Carmel game is still perplexing how they beat Carmel when he went 0 for 10 and, and Elijah Diallo went 1 for 8. I, you know, and I guess. <laughs> Coach Lynch said it best, and, and I'm sure Coach Osborne would agree, that Carmel didn't hit shots either, you know, and Brownsburg's a very aggressive, very uh, able defensive team, and they were able to muck it up enough. Uh, they were down 11 at half, and I think came back and won. Game that I did not go to. Um, but uh, catchings physically has you could kind of, you could kind of see it, but I think he's got you know, he's going to have some ways to go. He's got to tighten his handle. Um, I think the jump shot's going to come. And just, you know, decision-making and traffic and things like that. It's it's not anything that's completely abnormal for, an, you know, for a sophomore, outgoing sophomore, incoming junior to have to work on. So his body will continue to get better. And I like that he's got a little nastiness to him too. So uh, there's nothing wrong with that. So especially since he, 
doesn't pick up stupid stuff. Like he's not out there just chatting people up all the time and getting getting texts. He's he's got a little chip on his shoulder. So, uh, so you went to Bethel. Yeah, Bethel team, team camp. camp. Yep, yep. Was it a good? Was it good basketball? Where what were some of the teams there? I know Noblesville yeah. was there because you were texting me about them. Yeah, so Noblesville was there. Uh, Mishawaka Marion, Cole, uh, Riley was there. Uh, Munster, Laporte, Norwell. So some some solid teams. That I some get to see, some I don't. Prairie Heights was came over, uh, so, but it was good to see Noblesville. Yeah. Who? So what was the best team there? That you thought it doesn't have to be one; it could be a couple of like what what teams impressed you? Well, well Noblesville did impress me actually because yeah. of the, the weapons that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's I feel like it's tough for them obviously in the the conference they're in with with Noblesville. I mean with Westfield and Zionsville, HSE at times too, and Fishers has been tough. I mean, if they were up here, I think they they would be running things pretty well. Yeah obviously that they, they'll have some unique talent. They don't have any legitimate size. Right. I was going to mention that. Right. But they have positional size. And, and I think that, you know, they've got their, their two biggest starters are um, Walston and, and Preston Roberts and Preston plays for me. And just, just always like to disclose that when I talk about our kids that I coach, but, he was so good defensively in the sectional against Nick Richard from Zionsville that, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that he has to do for Noblesville that he won't have to do in college. You know, he's, he's, he plays a position out of necessity. And I, and I think Walston's going to have to cover some of that stuff too. He's going to have to be that guy also. And, and they bring in a nice sophomore off the bench, Aiden Brewer, who's got a really good body to him yep. and he'll be able to absorb some of that size and, Probably not doesn't combine the athleticism that Preston has, but but I definitely think he's going to be able to contribute uh, certainly defensively uh, in the post, uh, but also uh, just around the basket, being active on the offensive glass. That's got a chance to watch them play uh, Tuesday night in their league at Finch Creek, where they um, he just he battled Brewer battled, and as and as good as those. Older kids were, he, he fit right in too. So he's going to be a nice piece for them. They're going to be able to play probably seven or eight guys this year. So. Yeah. And I saw that Friday. I mean, just like you were, what you're talking about with Brewers, exactly what I saw active on the glass, good motor for him. Um, he had a few putbacks, maybe a jumper or two. Um, being, being shot at uh, well in the second game, I believe. Uh, took a couple to the to the glass or to the rim a couple times as well. Looked good doing that. Uh, I'd like to see him take a little stronger to the rim though. He he kind of tried to avoid contact at times and yeah. make a, make a layup, but shot it well. Like I said, uh, Almadorver I like a lot. Good combo guard. He good lefty. He loves attacking the the rim. That's for sure. He can fly through the air too he had a nice uh backdoor alley-oop at the second game the beginning of the second game uh hit a couple threes too so that was good to see him well, that's his thing uh, he's an excellent Roberts. shooter and, and sneaky yeah. athlete 
Yep, definitely sneaky athlete. Preston Roberts, uh, he struggled in game one, got active in the second two games, though, and, and really asserted himself in those, uh, attacking the rim and, and making some shots. Defensively, like you're saying, he locked down some guys pretty well, too. Uh, they, they had a tough, tough three games. They beat, they beat Marion in the first game. Uh, oh, they did North, beat Marion. They beat Marion. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They lost to Marion. Okay, I was gonna say I thought you had told me they had lost to Marion, yeah, but it was like what a like a four five, five point game, yeah, five point game, yeah. And it was back and forth. I mean, Marion held the, held the game, but Noblesville was there at the end to fight back. But then they ended up beating uh, they beat Norwell and beat Riley, yeah, pretty handedly. All of Norwell's pieces there. Yep, yep. McBride was there. He did his thing. He's so he, solid. They play down here in their in Noblesville's winter tournament. Okay. At least they have uh, lately. I don't know if they're coming back, but I assume they would. Oh, I, I forgot to mention Aaron Fine for Noblesville as well. He's pretty solid point guard for them. Yeah. <clears throat> Handles the ball well, takes good shots, good passer, got to the paint and would get do pull-up jumpers. Uh, somebody even asked, compared McBride to him, to me. Obviously, McBride, I feel like he's a way better. We mean maybe not way better, but better shooter. A, yeah, I think he's a. He's. I think he's. I think you could say that. Okay. <laughs> I think. I think Fine's thing too is, and it's something that I've noticed he's improved on. Is during the school year he just really struggled to finish around the basket, at, at least in big moments. Now I I only go see them play when they play really good teams. Right. So it's you know that's kind of one of those things where. You know, he's the times he's doing it are, are against really good players. And so, I, I mean, I try to do that with all these guys, even even Carmel. I mean, I don't go to every Carmel game, but the what I've seen, what I've noticed this spring is that Fine has improved his finishing at the basket now. How even watching him in the school games at, at Finch Creek, where there's definitely more more team cohesion defensively um he's a little bit more in control of the ball a little bit more in control of his body versus just kind of getting there and throwing up some finishing move that either he wasn't strong enough to finish in the past or just didn't have quite the footwork or, or ball work getting that ball right. through traffic um that that's a that's something that he's he's had to improve on and and you know, I thought he looked good Tuesday doing that. I don't, you know. And he I looked no, good Friday too, yeah. I see these dudes almost as much as I see the Carmel kids, and I start nitpicking things on all of them. Um, you know, when you, watch a, when you watch a group of kids so much, you, you know, you really run out of things to say. You just keep nitpicking stuff, so. Right, right. But that's, what, but that's what's going to happen too as they, as they get recruited. You know, schools that really like them and, but still haven't – been, even even if they have offered, they still are going to be in a prospect's ear or a school coach's ear, somebody's ear about he needs to work on this, he needs to work on that. So it's never in there. Right. So I I just found the comparison between him and McBride interesting. Both yeah, I just th- I, I just don't fly. think they're comparable. I, I think McBride is more of a is more of especially at the college level is more of a secondary ball handler. Yeah, and I, I think. That's where he'll maximize his recruiting and fine will maximize his recruiting at a level where he can play the point. Yeah. 
and that's when we probably did a lot of uh friday was he, he played the two yeah so he's off the ball quite a bit but can, like you're saying can still handle it if he needs to and loves getting to the rim always a threat from outside and that's exactly what he did <laughs> they're getting norwell's games with oak hill have been good the last two years so i've enjoyed coach mcbride does a good job with that group really good job really good job who else looked good or what what other teams look good or or yeah so marion marion was interesting to see just because the loss of of richard and and kaleo um guys like that uh deglin sullivan played well in the first game kind of hurt his foot or his toe looked like at the end of the first game so he didn't play the next two games which was was good because it was it was good to see Jordan Moss play. He is a, a a pen transfer. Came in last year, I think halfway through the season. Really? Uh, uh, yeah, played and then end up playing a lot of JV for Marion. But but Jordan Moss is his name, so he he got to play quite a bit for for Marion on the ball. Uh, they still have Darian Thornton. They still have. Um, Oh, his name is slipping my mind right now. The shooter. You keep talking. I'll look it up. Uh, just got a Manchester offer recently. He's oh man, but he's got he's he played really well. Knocked down threes like usual. Uh, played hard. Got to the basket quite a bit defensively. Locked down on a couple guys really well. Uh, they play all man to man in the summer. As nice. Opposed, as opposed to their, uh, hey, we we need that. We should we should ban zone in the summer. Period. <laughs> there you go. I, I I get the teams. I get the teams want to use this time maybe to even work on it. I understand right. that, especially if you're going to use it during the year, during the school year. But you you think of how much crap non-school coaches take when they play zone. You know, it doesn't help the kids. They're not getting any better, blah, blah, blah. I mean, is look, you, this is the time to maybe improve your man-to-man defense. <laughs> this is the time to maybe see if you could get after people and, and push that stuff. I, right. I, I'm i surprised the number of teams that zone up in the summer. Just utterly surprised. Um, now, like, again, I view one, like a 1-3-1 one, one differently. Like, if you're going to trap people and – and zone up the back and things like that. That's that's vastly different than just sitting in a in a matchup type zone. So, um, kudos to Mishawaka Marion for and maybe <laughs> maybe they're going to have a different team. You know, the, you know right. they're going to have you know they're going to have. I don't know. I mean, I love Brooks and Kakalia defensively, especially at that at the high school level. I'm not sure why they. I mean, but they just every time we saw them play during the school year, they were just always sitting in that two three. So, but but kudos to them for at least going man in the summer. Jackson Price is his name. Okay. Just... Well, so I, I looked... said I would help you get the name. I was looking up. I, I know all the starters, and <laughs> they either graduated or they're Sullivan, or they wasn't necessarily one that I thought could shoot. So, right. So Jackson Price was his name anyway. Okay. Uh, but they looked good. Um, Riley is going to be super young. They're probably a year or two away still from competing. Uh, they'll they'll be in some games, but I but they're they're still young. Um, let's see who else. Norwell, like I mentioned, Luke, uh, Luke McBride, he played mm-hmm. super super well. 
you can just tell by game three, these guys' legs are getting so tired when they're shooting. Yeah. But he was still grinding. Really like him. Uh, Munster, Brandon Trilly, played well. Uh, so active inside. Great hands, great feet. We kind of talked about it before, but we, we'd like to see him shooting from outside a little better, probably. Yeah, I got a good, good look at him yesterday. And it's a it's a funky shot and it's it's yeah. and it's it's you know it's kind of one of those deals where it's he's basically a really effective around the paint definitely so he's got to be the level where he can be effective around the paint he i would say that unless he got out in transition yesterday it, it was um I mean, he didn't hurt himself, but he didn't do anything to change change his trajectory as far as recruiting stuff goes. And you know, now watch we'll we'll play him sometime <laughs> in July and he'll light us up. But right. Um but I mean, you know, Hackett does such a great job of of exploiting a player's talents for the better. You know, and their and their opponents' weaknesses for the better, but right. But and he can get to the free throw line, and knock down free throws too. Yeah, I mean that's he's he's kind of a he's probably better off being the grinder. I mean that's the thing, and you just got to see a little bit more. I mean, comparing him to other kids that kind of play his position, he's definitely more of a pure four. Where some of these dudes can step out and hit, right? And he, um, I was just yeah, his his jump shot's a little crooked shot mechanics wise that is so but that's my first time seeing him play so hopefully i get a chance i don't know if they're coming down next weekend or not i didn't really study the team list but yeah i'm not sure if they are either i should have talked to i talked to coach hackett but not about what else does munster have david conduff the yeah guard his brother yeah 2024 guard he's pretty tough he actually he played really well i thought uh friday Hit some threes, <clears throat> good grinder with the ball, brings it up. I liked him quite a bit. Um, let's see, Adams was there. South Bend Adams was there. They're really young, also. They've got uh, Britton Van. He's tough, but otherwise, they've got some younger pieces as well. Uh, South Bend Washington was another team that was pretty impressive, actually. Uh, Couple upperclassmen, Marcus Northern and Tyshawn Grundy. You saw Northern yesterday, probably, didn't you? Yeah, he shot the ball a little better than what I've seen in the past. Yep, and he's improved his, on that. His mechanics are better. Yeah. Munster versus Munster is coming down next week. They play nice. Southport Friday at four o'clock. They play Greenfield Central Friday at seven o'clock. That's at Carmel High School. I mean, they, you know, if they played at the middle school, that'd still be a little closer to my house than what it is. I may have to actually ride my bike instead of walk, so we'll see. I think if nice. I wasn't going to carry around my little my camping chair, I probably would ride my bike. But we'll, <laughs> I'll get a better parking spot if I ride my bike. That's true. First world problems, man. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the Washington has the transfer of no Centelli in. I mentioned that Friday. <laughs> You didn't mention it here. Who's that? Well, 
Eric, Eric Nelson Telly from uh, Elkhart is okay. now at Washington. I mentioned it on Twitter. Sorry. Uh, so text, me got, those, text me those transfers, though, even the, the, the Mishawaka Marion one, too. Oh, uh, okay. When we yeah. get done here. So they've got some interesting pieces. This this will be a good season for them. And with the uh, – John Glenn's not in their sectional anymore, I don't believe. Washington sectional. Even though well, they, they lost quite a bit. But they're still in the sectional with uh, Marion and St. Joe. I believe, aren't they? I, yeah, I don't know. It's I don't I don't worry about that stuff until the season starts. Hold on a second. South Bend, I'll pull it up right now. Okay. But South Bend, Washington, sectional 19. They're in with Jimtown, Mishawaka, Maria, New Prairie, South Bend Clay, South Bend St. Joe. So I feel like that that's winnable for them this year. With yeah, I mean, they look, Coach Varga does an outstanding job. He's, I mean, they've had what one. Yeah, there was a losing season there. So they've had a nice long string of like his only losing season was last year so far of his five seasons. And, you know, they've coach Varga does a really good job with that group. And, and I, and I know he's been pretty high on this class of 2023 for a while and it's just getting them to the point. And I, I think when you look at how Northern's jump shot has improved, you know, I would say they went 15 and 10 last year. They went 15 and nine last year during the regular season, lost in the first round of the sectional. You know, I would definitely look for them to to get a little bit of a win, a win bump this year. Yeah, for sure. They play, they pick up some good teams too out of conference, which is nice. Any um, any sophomores or freshmen stand out? Um. Not really. That, that weren't on Noblesville that we probably yeah, not, already will talk not about really. probably a good amount. Otherwise, it was a lot of the guys that we already knew or had discussed before. Um, who else did I see? I saw Wes Noble, Austin Kripe. He did okay. Wasn't his best showing probably, but he he did the typical things he does where he can get to the rim pretty easily sometimes and he hit a couple threes also. Was he down there yesterday? Did you get to see him yesterday? He was down here. I did not did not okay. get any eyes on him. There was one team. There was one team that I just didn't see at all. And that was second session orange. So I don't know who that would be. Um, let me see if I can figure that out. Uh, not that people want to hear this hear me fumble through all this stuff but prairie heights was there they had uh elijah malone's little brother well he's not little but tall skinny probably six seven maybe six eight he hit a couple threes pretty active on the glass he's he's younger i'm not sure what year what class he's in i'll have to look that up but but he played decent uh for them Long block some shots. Wait, it was purple. Purple is who I didn't see. So I didn't get to see Drew Cook, Thomas Collins, Deaglin, Sutherland, Cripe, Zeke Tanus from West Vigo, Cam Craig from Crawford or Switzerland County, Jack Benner, Ian Rash, Caleb Washington. 
Gavin Wilsley or Wisely. Now, a lot of those guys I've seen a decent amount this summer already. Um, I don't know that it was a conscious decision not to see them. I think it just ended up being that I was talking with coaches and as Jake Cherry was going off. Good day for him yesterday. I'm going to talk about that more with, a- with Aiden. But so he, uh, what what um, what upperclassmen stood out of, of a team? Anybody stand out that, that you haven't mentioned their team yet? Like, no, I think I went through everybody. Okay, that, that I saw that stood out. Yeah, it was a lot of the typical names that we've been talking about over the last few seasons. Yeah, I mean, especially as much as we talk. Oh, I was a question I was going to ask. How did Sullivan's little brother do? He was, he was all right. He struggled some. I think he's going to struggle some with his size. Yeah. He's a little smaller than Deglin. Because you were anxious to see him get a little bit more, some more minutes last year. Yeah. And then it kind of came back to hurt him, bite him a little bit against Westfield because Deglin got in foul trouble and they really don't have anybody else that could run that group, you know? Right. And I think that's what, the Moss kid is is going to be able to do going forward. So I'm assuming he was not eligible upon his transfer. Right. I think that was the case. Yeah. Cool. Well, Zach, anything else, man? I good you're good you're back on. I kept we every now and then we'd mention that you know you've not you're still here. You're just <laughs> summer's tougher as your daughter has gotten a little bit older. Summer's yep, yep. tougher getting stuff on the weekends and Exactly. And I'm able to read a database since it is my database. I'm able to read it. So it's not like we got to bring you on here for the obligatory, uh, obligatory <laughs> recruiting reads, but right. And I keep up with that. So that's the yeah. best I can anyway, the best I can. That's how I get communication from you. I looked up and see somebody got an offer. That's right. Yeah. We whiffed on catchings, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. That was bad. <laughs> Yeah, neither one of us. We, I missed that one. Neither one of us got that in time. So, well, that's good. Well, um, hopefully get down deal. Saturday at least. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, I, I'm going to try and see. I'll try and see Munster play Greenfield Central. I haven't quite picked out my games yet for this week, but I'm going to have that bad boy kind of mapped out. I, I think what's going to end up happening is I'll do what I do a lot. The top 100 was a little disappointing yesterday. Normally you could sit in one spot sure, and have every team just sort of pass by you on either one of two courts. So you could sit between one, two courts and the way they've had it in the past is everybody will play in front of you once. And so then what you can do then is watch one half of one court, then one half of another court. I, I think, I think they lengthened maybe in an effort to get more players there or more effort, I don't know. I'm, I'm anxious to see why, but yesterday everybody just played two games, but they, and they played four, they played four, nine minute running clock quarters. And I do think there was some stoppage there uh, toward the end of halftime and the end of the game. I can't remember what it was at halftime, but um, wasn't as easy of an eval. Valuation, I've 
opportunity as it has been in the past. Now that doesn't matter for coaches that are there because they're there to see probably a handful of players. Sure. Um, but it's, it's tough in the, in the past and even in the past, trying to write something down for everybody. It just, I had long since decided that wasn't feasible because you just missed too much. Spent all my time typing. So this was a little bit, tried to be a little bit more concise so I could actually watch more, but it was a little disappointing. Hopefully, hopefully the schedule works out this week at Carmel where I can, where a lot of us can sit between two courts and watch multiple games, or at least be, at least be real close to multiple right. games. So. Right. Yeah, it was nice for me to at Bethel to be able to sit up top and and see both courts going on. This is just a two court facility. Uh, yeah, Y Camp is, but then they have Goodman that, that's attached to it that has another okay. a gym. Yeah, so I don't know that I've ever been. I've been by Bethel. I think there was a Saab dealership across the street from it back in the day jeez i think so i think that's so i've been by there many many times uh it's just never have been on campus so all right zach unless there's anything else i think that's it cool appreciate your time enjoy the rest of your day and we'll uh take a little break and when we come back we'll be talking with uh aiden Kuntz. thanks zach thanks all right, we're back. Aiden Kunst is on the phone or on the Zoom with us. I guess he's on his phone. You're on your phone, right? Yeah, on the, on the phone. Yeah. Top 100 yesterday. It was a good day. It's, it's one of my favorite days of June. One of my favorite days of the summer. It's, it's, it's not without its issues. Who gets invited, who doesn't get invited, things like that, especially for younger guys. I mean, the... I think the junior incoming seniors, they do a pretty good job. Although I, we need to have a rule. You should have more wins than players in an all-star camp. I think that should be, that should be a safe rule, right? Yeah. Like if you have two wins on the season. Yeah. Unless one of the kids was, hurt all year and that's the reason why you didn't win as many games you probably shouldn't have multiple kids represented correct yeah i think that's fair i mean some of this stuff's a head scratcher i mean a lot of these guys Look, this is an uneven process. This is everybody's going to complain when their guy doesn't get in or or whatever. Uh, you know, it's it's. Um, I wouldn't even begin to know which other two guys should have been in it. Right. But if if, if you have if you have two wins, you shouldn't have two guys at a top one at a top whatever. Insert the number camp. Mm. especially an invite only camp that's just my thought yeah i agree this is the best way (laughs) best way for me to get this off my chest without tweeting about it in real time i just not i don't want to out the players i don't even know that i want to out the team um but i think there needs to be a little bit more a little bit more discriminatory or discriminative process 
than what you know than what they had and I, and I don't even know I couldn't even begin to tell you who who shouldn't have been there or who should have been there that wasn't it wasn't like I've got some snub on my mind like we like we can have those discussions with with the actual all-star team or the junior all-stars yeah where I'm like if you got if you want to if, if your guy you, you're arguing for your guy who you taking off well this was pretty easy I just you get you win two games you probably don't have kids that should be at these camps yeah well there's like i mean what there was probably 130 kids there i mean i think it's not that top 100 yeah 120 so there's 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 20 top 100 there's 120 kids at least in theory there's 12 teams of 10 right so in theory you've got 20 guys that aren't top 100 but this is you know across, across all classes I mean, there could have been two more younger guys, you know, two more younger guys that could have gotten in. Oh, sure. I'm not even arguing for more seniors. I'm arguing for more younger kids. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there were probably a couple other freshmen that, that could have been in. I don't know if if um if they were invited and, and couldn't make it, but I'm I'm guessing the kid from Manchester should have been in here. Uh, uh Betton. Is that his name? Betton? Yeah. Um, I see just... your point. I see your point. And, and a couple of the bigger names didn't, were obviously invited and weren't, you know, weren't there. So there's True. a spot. Well, we had, a, we had a kid quit in the school team. Yeah. Who, who was on the list. Of course, this stuff's decided back in April. So, you know, some of this stuff doesn't get a chance to watch itself out. So, but yeah, there's a kid on there that quit a school team. Um, there's um, a couple guys who certainly were injured. Then there's, you know, a couple guys just didn't show up. Yeah. One, you know, the, one of the kids that quit the school team moved out of state. I mean, there's, and there's just plenty of time, especially that one. There's just plenty of time to, um, make these yeah there's just plenty of time to you know to make these changes i guess yeah i don't know it was a good event but oh yeah but my but my main sticking point is if you got two wins you probably shouldn't have kids let alone multiple kids at a camp right um let's see Gavin Betton should have been there. Maybe he was invited and couldn't make it. Um, looking at some of these freshmen. I can think of a couple of freshmen. I, I thought maybe the kid from uh, is it Tipton, the kid from McConaughey. Oh, I, I like those guys. Yeah, Josiah Ball's from Tipton and, and uh, Grady Carpenter is from Tipton. Yeah. Yeah. My my guess is is that Carpenter got asked, but he's he's in baseball. Oh, okay. That's my best guess. Um again, I'm not I yeah, don't have to any... me, yeah, to me, Grady's a top ten kid in that class. So Yeah. But I, I'm guessing baseball. Josiah Ball, I don't know about. I don't know if he plays baseball or not. But yeah, he would be a good he would have been a good one too. And I don't have a guy I would have taken off for those guys i just those came to mind you know i do 
<laughs> Shocker. <laughs> um, I, I just, I don't know. I get it. All these coaches are, are friends or at least friends of friends. I, I understand it. And there were actually a lot of freshmen there yesterday. Cicely yeah. was there. Gavin Benton was there. Or Cam Craig was there. Sorry, Josh Renfro was there. Harrelson, of course, was there. Kaneski was there from South Bend St. Joe. Dominique Murphy was there. Jamin Townsend was there. Shane Mullins. Sims. Who? Yeah. Mullins. Mullins. Braylon. Yeah, Braylon Mullins. I'm just going straight down the scoring list. Chase Barnes was there. Um, H.J. Dillard from Fort Wayne Wayne was there. Uh, there's one more. Um, ah, shoot. There's one more. I'm just going down the scoring list. Well, there's two more. Desmond Briscoe was there. Um, yeah, Gavin Benton would. And again, maybe he was invited and, and couldn't make it. But I'm still guessing we could dig deeper. Right. I'm guessing we could dig deeper and still find two other dudes that that could have been there. Yeah. Um, well, who, so who was, let me, let me check something here. I need to check what grade these kids are in. You know, they're both, and both kids are incoming juniors. So, you know, perhaps there's a little bit of sprouting, but yeah, I just, you got to have more wins than two to get guys in an event like this. I think at some point winning has to matter. Yeah, there's always a level of valuation where at one point, at some point, winning has to come into the discussion, and that includes recruiting at the highest level. You know, if you're taking a kid off a team that just doesn't win a lot of games, to me, that's a big risk. There's there's a lot of questions as to why that is, but um, yeah, in this case, two wins, and you you get two kids at a camp. I just think it's there probably could have been maybe just one of them. Maybe just have more wins than kids at a camp. That would be my that would be my uh, baseline. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. All right, top five guys. So what we're going to talk about are the five guys in each session, and I'm sure there's going to be some overlap that we think help themselves the most. Not necessarily the five best players, although a couple of them I think fall in that category. But five guys that I think in each session that we really think help themselves. We'll start with session one. For those who don't know, when they do the multiple sessions, they typically divide it up into um, one session is central Indiana, like literally Illinois to Ohio, the middle of Indiana, with a couple of exceptions. Like Joey Brown was from North Central was in the other was in session two, something about a schedule, which was fine. They could accommodate it. Great. Uh, then the, the other session two or the other session is Northern Indiana and Southern Indiana. So I wasn't thrilled with how the game setup was this year. Cause usually you can sit in one spot. I talked a little about this a little bit with Zach. You can sit in one spot between two courts and see every team because they all play three games. Yeah, that was unfortunate. And I, and I get that they, 
three games could be a much, a bit much, and those third games usually suck. But I would say shorten the games and let them get that third game in. Because I, I think the chance to move them around and get them seen by, like at Ben Davis, the college coaches would just sit between the two wooden courts. Right. At Ben Davis, that's how they would do it. And those guys would just kind of funnel on by. Every now and then, one of them would break out and follow a certain kid, of course, to different to a different court, especially if they were playing in the main gym, the varsity gym. But in the field house, a vast majority of those coaches just stood between the two wood courts or adjacent to the two wood courts and, and could see, you know, the way I would do it is always I would just watch one half of one game and one half of the other game and get a, and get a great evaluation of kids. It was just a little tougher this time around. So I'm not sure why they didn't use Ben Davis if there was some construction issue. Brownsburg's got a beautiful facility. I love how their setup is, especially during the school year. Yeah. But for that camp setting, I uh, would much rather have it, you know, four courts side by side, you know, three games, and you're just rotating teams through um, somehow. So, anyway. Right. All right. Session one, Central Indiana kids. Who was the guy that you think really – Helped him. Name one guy off your list you thought helped himself. The uh, little bit of Joey Hart. I thought he was really, really good. I good. obviously, you know, he's one of those guys that you could put in the. Wait, session one. Session one. Was Joey not there? I thought he, he was. He was in session two. Oh, all right. Then I'll go with. Um... Wait, you know what? Hold on a second. He was in session one. I'm pretty sure he was in session one. That's right, because they because they had games to get to. Yeah, they right. had him. They My had fault. him in. No, and they, I just thought they had him and Brandon. Both yeah. those or Braden, both those guys were there because they had games in Louisville. Yeah, yeah. So they were in that thing with the cathedral in the night, but right. uh, yeah, no, I just thought he was really good and and just clear. Some another guy on my list. One, this guy and another guy on my list are are not necessarily like, yeah, they already have offers. They're already regarded as some of the best players in the state, but he was clearly the best player in the game I saw. Hart was good. Yeah, Hart was. And I just think that maybe he might see a little jump. Maybe he'll get a few extra phone calls this week. I don't know what it'll look like, but he was just really, really good. Dominated the the game he played in, and and I was just impressed. I'd seen him a few times before, but but this was probably the best I'd seen him play in the game setting. Who was another kid? Rattle off a couple of them. Yeah, I, I had uh, Flory Badunga just because I think an event like this would, would help him. Just I don't know that coaches have gotten a ton of eyes on him. Obviously, he's been playing with Indiana Elite, so that would help over the spring. But I think he do- seemed like he dominated his game, doing his normal running the floor, getting every offensive rebound, you know, living on at the rim, above the rim. Uh, so I thought he was really, really good. Um, another guy I had was Micah Davis. He was facing, uh, who obviously plays at Franklin. He, he was facing a team with Harrelson, with Cannon Catchings, with Spencer White. Just the team had a lot of length and despite his size, I thought he was able to finish well. He, he played a real nice game, got to his spots. You know, I think Harrelson was guarding him for, for a large part of that and he was scoring anyway. So I thought he, he really stood out too in that morning session. Who do you, you think is better, Micah Davis or Kobe Bowles? No. 
to go with Micah was better in the game. They were on the same team. Micah was better right. in the game. But uh, I like Kobe, too. I almost put him on here. I mean, they they he, both play. They're kind of both the same. They, they play the, they have the same style. Yeah, they do. They do. I think Kobe probably is a little has a little more vertical pop as an athlete. But I, yeah. I think I like Micah's touch a little more. Yeah, that could be. I don't know that I disagree with that. Who'd you have? Well, I mean, obviously we all know about Jalen Harrelson, but I, I thought what was impressive with him was seeing how different the game is when he's in the game versus when he's not and how his level of intensity, his level of, of, you know, playing older against older guys, you, you always want to see how they hold up. And he was, I mean, not just, and I know he obviously had a full year of starting varsity and probably even exceeded some of the expectations. Like I, you know, the beginning of last season, you know, coach Weiniger and I were, were chatting back and forth, just trying to figure out, okay, what kind of year does he have? What's his, what's his floor this year? We both agreed that if he would reach his floor, he, he would have a successful freshman year, and he exceeded that. He's just different. You know, he's got an extra gear toward him. He and Sister are kind of both the same way. But I thought Harrelson showed a little bit more, um, just sticking with him, not comparing him to Sisley here. I thought he showed a little bit more playmaking yesterday than what I had seen. The ball didn't stick as much with him as it has, and it's, it's going to with Fishers because they're going to run stuff for him where the ball is meant to get to him. You know, and and uh, and I really I really enjoyed watching him play. He's just different physically than maybe anybody else in the state, other than maybe a couple of seniors. Yeah, just a different kid physically, and just amazing touch and and head for the game. And and another kid that I liked yesterday that I haven't always been sold on, and, and not not in terms of if he would be good at the high school level, just where he sits college wise is KJ Windham. Yeah. Um, he's, he showed a lot of finishing yesterday that I hadn't seen in the past. He's, he's more known for being a shooter is, is off his game off the dribble has, um, has improved. And, and that showed itself yesterday Now, how that translates to, you know, a game, you know, how it translates to game action. I don't know, but it, one thing is clear. He's a good enough shooter that you've got to get out on him. And if he can drive closeouts and finish in those settings, then he showed a little bit that he can do that a little bit more consistently so but those two guys were right up there for me and I, I've got three more but go ahead with a couple more guys yeah and that's a good call on Harrelson's playmaking he had a couple really nice reads I thought just out of pick and roll where he was ball handler in that game uh, on his team as well was uh, Nick Rickert from Zionsville the big and I had seen him play once or twice but I thought he was really really good um he was up against um, Larkin, a six nine kid from Fountain Central, who, and they, they, you know, they were getting into it a little bit. I think that that kind of made Nick a little bit mad, and and he started demanding the ball, got to work in the post, scored a bunch of times. I think so. I don't know if what well, Larkin kind of yeah, Larkin the- Larkin is he likes to talk on the court. Yeah, yeah, but also I thought Nick. Moved his feet well defensively, got out, got switched out a couple times under Bowles and Davis, and, and I thought he held his own. So I, I thought Nick played really well, and, and there were a ton of coaches there, obviously. So I don't, I think he just got his first 
D1 offer about a week yep. ago. So Illinois could, State had offered him. Yeah, I could see maybe more coming in for him. He's He's got to get more mobile. I think he has to reshape his body a little bit. Yeah. He's, he's got to get leaner. It's hard to do at the high school level because you don't have the weight training that you do at college. That, that's the most noticeable thing you see in freshmen in college is from the time they get there in June until, you know, sometime in the fall is their body just looks completely different. And, the, and there's a, you know, there's a chance on him that his feet can get quicker. His body can change. Then he becomes maybe a little bit of a different player, but he just struggled so much in the sectional game. Yeah. And, and that was against our guy, Preston. And again, I, I said with Zach and I like to disclose when we talk about kids that, that, that we coach, yeah. Um, you know, and, and I mean, it was just a, you know, phenomenal effort in that sectional game. And, you know, Richard's really, he really struggled. Yeah. And I thought he had some things he had to make up for if he was going to get to the point, you know, recruiting wise to, to, to get at the division one level. I think his outside shots got to get better. Um, but I've always liked his smarts. He, I, he had a couple of outstanding passes last night out of yesterday out of double teams. Uh, I thought that was that was a big part of his game. It's not something that he has. He's really good in the high post. Like you can run stuff through him, and I think he's. But it, when when he's in the low post, the ball doesn't. You know, sometimes he's not that he's a black hole, but he's definitely. I mean, the ball goes in there for him to score. So yeah. I think he takes that to heart, and he should. Um, but then. You know, what happens when teams really start to take that away? That was the adjustment he had to make. But um, give me get, give me your final two, and I'll throw out yep. my three, and then we'll uh, move on to the session two. Yeah, I had I only had one more. I've, I've given you four, so I only had one more for the first session. Okay. And that was Aaron Fine, uh, 2024 guard from Noblesville. He was really good against going up against that team with – with Harrelson and Spence and all those guys um, just really got to his spots, hit some threes, you know, was in control of the game. And I, I, he was a guy who I hadn't necessarily been sold on, but I just thought he played really well. And, and I'm not sure what his college outlook is, but I, I just thought he played a, a really nice game, scored a bunch and, and against, you know, like I said, good length, good competition. So I, I was impressed by him. Just Zach saw Noblesville play at Bethel. Yeah. And so we were talking about them. And, and I had made a comment about fine that I thought his finishing around the basket has improved since the school year. Yeah. But that was a a trouble spot for him during the school year. And tough kid. Not, not I mean, totally unafraid to throw his body around. For sure. Yeah. And watching him finish like in the stuff at Finch Creek where they're playing in that, in their league. I didn't see this orange team play much. So I didn't see any of these guys, like including Joey Hart. I really didn't see those guys. I mean, um, but yeah, I thought he was, um, he's looked good in the, the league at Finch Creek. So yeah, fine has my other three are Zane Dowdy. And I think what he was, what he's able to, I think the sentiment I got from coaches and I talked to a lot of coaches yesterday was that the things that Zane does really well 
he can do really well in college and he can do really well at a, at a, at a high enough level that I think he's going to get some more mid-major interests. You know, he, he's not super effective with his back to the basket, scoring the ball. He's definitely more of a second catch guy coming off ball screens, coming off get action, coming off handoffs, rim run guy in transition, rim run guy coming off those, those exchange type actions that I just mentioned. Um, outstanding offensive re- offensive rebounder. Those are things that, that translate. He doesn't have to be a go-to scorer in the low post. He can have a career. I mean, think of the, the number of guys, not that we're projecting NBA for him, but think of the number of guys that, you know, the number of good bigs in the NBA that simply just provide a vertical threat. Oh, yeah. I mean, you low, look at, or, you know, and like they talk a lot about Rudy Gobert who can't bury mismatches in the low post and, and sure you want that, you want that ability, but you also want to be able to, you know, what's your, so what's your go-to offensively? Well, Zane's go-to is, is he can be a part of the perimeter offense and then rim run. And if he can get an angle, certainly on a seal, he's going to be able to finish that. Oh yeah. But just his anything that's at or around the rim, he's it's in play for him, and that that translates. He high points pretty much every rebound he goes after, or at least tries to. Yeah, um, and that's he can it's, do that. He can do that in MAC. He can do that at, at a mid major conference. Um, I thought Preston Roberts again, kid we coach, he was phenomenal. I thought he was. <sighs> I mean, it was one of the more impressive performances, especially in session one. And just his shot making, his just display of athleticism. I had a lot of coaches texting just in general, you know, what his deal was recruiting wise, not not even necessarily knowing that he plays for us. Uh, so that was a good sign. Hit, you know, he's hit hit from three. You know, when his feet are set, he's, he's a good shooter. And, you know, some of it is catch habits, and he's got to continue to work on that. Um, but when he's hitting that outside shot and you've got to close out on him, he's, he can drive and really make plays. He had some nice variety of finishes at the rim. He certainly can <laughs> dunk. <laughs> he can get at people. Yeah. I um, mean, he's one of the better athletes in the state. And the, the rest of it is, is just him cleaning up his ball handling. And yeah. continue, you know, and he has to do things for Noblesville out of necessity because their their lack of general size. Yeah, I mean, he was playing with Bedunga, a couple other bigs, so he got to be the three or the two. You know, Absolutely. Got to... And high school coaches have to win games to keep their job. So, I mean, I say that constantly. It's a it's turned into a cliche. I say it so much, but it, it's you know, Preston's a wing, and at Noblesville, I you know, he's he still has to tighten his ball handling up, but it. But in Noblesville, he's got to play in, in you know the middle of the floor, and in Noblesville, he's got to guard the other team's bigs, and yeah. he's very good at that. We saw what he did last year in the sectional against Nick Richard from Zionsville. We also saw what he did against Austin Parks, um, whoever that what's that kid's name that's going to Ohio State? Austin Parks. Austin Parks. I mean, he didn't shut that kid down, but he made everything difficult. He was really good. And <laughs> we, you know, we won the game. We were able to re- take Jake off of him and and let him play. You know, and, and let him play behind a little bit and snag lobs and, 
you know, what, what's funny was what gave me the idea was, was what Preston did in the sectional. Yeah. You know, we were shorthanded that game and um, we just were in a position where we got a little foul trouble and we thought, well, let's put Preston on. And then he was every bit as good in that game as he was in the sectional game against, uh, against uh, Zionsville. So I think he's always willing to take on that matchup, which I, I like about him. He, he always wants the best matchup. Yep. Always. Uh, the other one was David Merriweather. Yeah, that's a good one. Now at Lawrence North transfer. We didn't touch on the first week cause we just didn't, weren't able to confirm it yet. I didn't I, know that. I, I think he got a chance to show footwork in the low post that he hadn't shown before. What I've learned about him the last year or so is what his got really good hands, pretty good passer for, especially for his size. And, and he's, he's got to be more active on the glass. And I do think there's some defensive limitations for him on the perimeter. So teams that are be pretty limited to how they guard ball screens with him, which isn't uncommon. You know, and and because hell, at the highest level, at the NBA level, they don't really blitz a lot of ball screens anyway. So, again, not saying he's destined for the NBA, but you've got a lot of guys playing at that level that don't have the requisite the the requisite footwork. Um, yeah, to to get out and hard hedge or 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 blitz. Yeah, and they got guys who can just kill you in the short roll if you do blitz. So they they do, and we saw what happened when Boston. Sh- Blitz Steph. Immediate layup for Looney. Basically. Yeah. I mean, or or Draymond on the short roll. So, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where, you know, you've got to really be good at it if you're going to do it. I know we blitz everything, but we also don't play teams that have Draymond Green. So, yeah. um, anybody else, any kids you didn't know about? Let's let's do that. Any any kid you had not seen before or knew nothing about? Yeah, um, the kid that maybe, from, that maybe stood out. The kid from uh, Attics, Rutland. Rutland. Never seen him play ever, and I just thought he was. I, I just liked his game. I, I thought he was pretty good. I didn't even see him for. I saw him for probably a half, but I'd never yeah. seen him. But he he kind of stood out as well. He was on. I'm going to see him more tomorrow. And I asked that question of you and I look at this group and I, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nobody in this middle section, this central Indiana section. I didn't already know. So I guess nobody knew popped up. I'm trying to think if anybody kind of changed my mind. I mean, the closest to coming to that was maybe Merriweather, but I've always kind of liked him. Yeah. And look, not every, this isn't, these aren't just the only guys that played well. We've got, I've got five or six check marks for each team of some note or another. Um, So this isn't an all encompass list when it comes to evaluations, but I thought Amir, I thought Amari Carson from Anderson was. well, the ball didn't stick with him as much as, as I've seen in the past. And I, and I think that's important because he's, 
as much as he likes the ISO and things like that, there's some diminished returns on that. Yeah. Especially against coaching. I mean, I think it can look good in the summer. It can look good in some all-star games. But, you know, I think he realized he's got other guys in his team that could, you know, that could score. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I and I did like Josiah Gustin's motor yesterday. And Six, seven. Just... Go ahead. No, I just didn't get to see him. I, I liked him, okay. though, once or twice. Just a six, seven kid that was pretty – when he's active, he's really good. And I think he's got a chance to be a skilled forward. He's already a good shooter. The, the ability to put it on the floor and make plays and finish plays for himself would be would be really good. Yeah. Um, but just see him crash the offensive glass is like a kind of a new thing, at least from watching him during the school season. Uh, so I thought that was a kid maybe that's I, I guess I say he's changed my mind I've always sort of liked him so I, I don't know that he's changed my mind he's just kind of starting to validate what I think I saw him of him going into his freshman year so of what he could be yeah and I, I, I liked and I'm glad to see Cam Kasky from Pike just really come into his own as far as looks like he's got some purpose offensively Mm. rather than just being a phenomenal athlete. That's going to be a name. You know, he's that's that's going to be somebody that's going to have to step up if Pike is, is going to be good this year. Yeah. So. Yeah. Also, I just throw, again, guy we, but I just thought, I thought Spencer White played really well when I saw him. Just in the right spot defensively, really good, couple really good reads off the pick and roll, got to his pull-up jumper a couple times. And I just, I thought he helped himself. It wasn't like a dominating performance, but, but as usual, Spencer did the little things and helped his well, team. I, and I'd heard he played really well in game two, which I, I didn't get a yeah. chance to see. And I did good things in game one, but yeah, I had some yeah. coaches tell me he was pretty good in game. He, he was, he was good in game two. So. All right, Aiden, the session two, the North, Northern and Southern Indiana kids, who was a couple of guys off the bat that you thought really helped themselves? Yeah, so I watched a lot of the green team, so I'll have a couple from there. But And to just start with Marcus Burton, who the second game, he was was dominant and, and could pretty much do whatever he wanted. I, I'm not sure he had much intention of passing the ball in that game, but I do think that the skill – Showed off getting to the rim, had a few just ridiculous step back twos, you know, worked a mid-range game, hit a couple threes, just really dominated the second game. Um, so I thought, I mean, again, it's another guy who already has some some offers, but I thought he helped himself for sure. Um, and then I thought a guy who I'd never seen, who I asked you who he was, was Justin Sims from Chesterton. And he was very second game where where he was hitting, he was putting the ball on the floor, getting to the rim. Um, the first half was almost like Sims was just taking over, and then the second half, Burton got the ball and and just, you know, kind of would hold it, dribble it out, iso, blow by the guy, and then, you know, get to the rim. So I thought those two guys for the green team were were really, really good. I, and I had never seen – I'd seen Burton a, a ton, but yeah. – And this, this, oh, this type of setting. 
them. You know, it, it's just good for those guys' games. I think just well, it's camps, pretty- yeah, camps always favor the guards. So, but Burton plays like that all the time. He's yeah, super effective. So, two kids I start off with. Both of them are incoming juniors. Both of them from the Fort Wayne area. Uh, Johnny Washington from Concordia Lutheran and Tucker Day from Homestead. Start with Day, just very physical kid. Uh, really took and put out a lot of physically, like he just was basically bullying people. And, and that's, he's a strong kid. And, you know, he's going to have to really step up his game as Homestead loses a lot of guys. Uh, somehow they're going to still be big because they're going to have him and, and, um, you know, him and Leaper. Yeah. I mean, That's... Leaper may have been a kid to be at camp. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe he was invited. Maybe he was invited to the top 100 and couldn't make it. Um, yeah. You'd think he would have been here. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm going to find out. But that, that would have been a good one. And maybe he was, and we just couldn't make it, but. Super impressed with Tucker Day's performance yesterday. Uh, and and Johnny Washington, you know, he's started the year with a 40-point game for Concordia this past year. Yeah. And magnificent, magnificent offensively, what I had never really chanced, I'd never really seen him play a ton. Love his ball handling, love his vision, his passing. He's super, super long. He reminds me a lot of Jordan Pickett, who played at university, and and Jordan ended up having you know being able to play at Division One level. So he's, I I think he shoots the ball well. I did. I mean, he shot hit a couple shots yesterday. I don't know how well he shoots it yet. Uh, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that out of ignorance, not out of evaluation. Um, shot looks fine. I, I just loved his length. I loved his. He gets in the paint and finds people, or he gets in the paint and he's able to get to the rim and finish. And yeah. just, just, um, you know, really, really impressed with my first true long term, long term opportunity to watch him play. Right. And I've always been, his numbers have always stood out. And, you know, I've wondered why he's on the summer team he's on, what's going on there. Uh, you know, but um, he's definitely one of the top guards in in the class. And I would say, you know, if he's going to focus on basketball, you know, if he's focusing on basketball where other guys are focusing on other things, and like talking about Bronte Johnson, I mean, he could yeah. very well end up being the best player out of Fort Wayne in that class. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll learn more about him. So who are the, your, your final three? Yeah, so I had um, – who did I have? I really liked uh, – and this is kind of bleeding into – I saw him at Purdue team camp this week, but I really liked Jackson Gold from Warsaw. He was super good in their game against Fishers at Purdue, and I thought he continued that over this this camp. I thought he he just competes hard. He hits threes. I don't know what his college outlook is, but he's strong. A really good defender, good rebounder. Kind of, I guess he's kind of an undersized big. He kind of played big for for Warsaw, but he got out here and ran the floor. He, they played him on the wing in this kind of event. Um, I really like Cooper Farrell from 
Culver, another guy who I was able to see at Wabash. I uh, watched him for a full game against Warren Central. He was dominant in that game. Really good at this this camp, hit threes. Um, I like his his face-up game in the post. I think you can, you know, get him the ball at the elbow and he'll make stuff happen. Um, and then I had A.J. Lux from Crown Point, who is already committed to Bellarmine, but um, just love his game. Love a, love a shooter like that who can attack closeouts at least a little bit. And I just think he, he has length and competes defensively. So I really like those three guys. It gets rid of it, doesn't he? Yep. In a good way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Talked, Zach and I talked about him a little bit, too. So his name came up during the recruiting part. And, and he's he's become the player I thought he would be. I coached him when he was younger. Really? He's Yeah. And, uh, yeah, him and Farrell both when they were seventh and eighth grade. We had, those th- we had three region kids, Keaton Buke from – crown point as well big kid yeah and you know when the when the the indiana game game time or whatever you know now they're glenn robinson when the, you know that stuff started to really grow is they just decided to stay home yeah so shorter drive to shorter drive to you know to crown point from crown point in valpo than it is from valpo's where Farrell actually lives shorter drive there than it is to carmel so which makes sense. Uh my my other three, I had Cooper Farrell as well. I think his shot is really tightened up. It's a quick release. Uh, I, I think he's gotten better off the dribble in terms of being more efficient, realizing that he maybe only has one dribble to get into us to, to get into a shot or to get into a play. Uh where in the past you would have seen maybe a couple of extra dribbles to get to where he needs to go. So I've seen some improvement there in his game. Um, but the release of his shot is is impressive. Now he does have a basket in his house. So so even when he's not at school, he's he's got a chance to get some shots up. But I assume that basket's still there. <laughs> I, I would I mean, think so. I mean, it's literally in his like living room. Oh, really? I'm assuming it's attached to studs, not just drywall, but but I thought he, I thought his plays really showed improvement. I thought he helped himself yesterday. I do think there's some questions defensively, just among Division One coaches, as to what he guards. Yeah, and I literally, agree. those were questions. Those were questions asked, and and you know, I just keep saying, keep watching him more, and he's a better, he's a better athlete than what he looks. Um, you know, and he's just the lateral quickness will have to improve. He jumps super well, that's for sure. Uh, the rest of it's going to be footwork and yeah. But Dominique Murphy from East Chicago Central was um, I I liked him. I've liked him before. I don't know that a lot of coaches have seen him play yet. He competed. He's probably more of a wing than what he's been in the past, or at least from the times I've seen him play, not that he's in there posting anybody up, but, but I, I really liked his energy. I liked his motor, he hit a couple shots. He scored well in transition. Um, you know, he's out there guarding people and being a pest. And he just, you know, he, he looks the part. Now the question I think is, is he become more of a, of a two, more of a wing, um, transitioning there then then that's going to be the kind of the next step for him is uh 
is where does this development go? And then the last one is, is Jacob Cherry, the cherry on top. Yeah. Of this Sunday. <laughs> Pun fully intended. Uh, he was as good as anybody, especially in game one. Ran the floor, finished everything in pick and roll action. Uh, hit a couple of step back jump shots, uh, you know, out of the mid post. Um, caught a body on a dunk. I mean, he was super impressive in the first game. And in the second game, you could tell he was a little tired. He just played with a sprained ankle the whole day. He's, he did that two weeks ago. It's still bothering him. Um, and, you know, he just he ran out of gas. He was able to drive a bigger defender This in this case. He was able to drive him off some mid-range catches. So he was able to show off a little bit of different part of his game. Definitely was really still good in ball screen action. Was Didn't post as hard in the second game as he did the first game, but was still effective in the other areas where he's more of a secondary catch guy. And he probably will be a secondary catch guy at a, at a you know, at a division one or division two level, depending on where he goes. I think he's defensively, he's super good. He's got to get stronger. And, and I think that that's, I talked to a lot of guys about him possibly being a redshirt candidate. Um, he's got great feet and that's a, that's a, that's a thing, you know, and, and the way we blitz ball screens, the way he can get out there, um, you know, that's um, yeah. Court, the hold on, I'm getting a text message here on some stuff, but that, that I'm going to talk about. But um, I think I think Cherry can handle it <clears throat> at the Division One level. Absolutely, he's comparable to a player that I've that I coached in the past that went to Colgate. Um, he's better offensively than that kid, and I think he's right there defensively. Uh, Dana Bat was like his name from Homestead. Of course, Dana was kind of kind of kind of dirty player in a good way <laughs> kind of a little hatchet him and kind of a little he just didn't take a lot of crap you know he had a little chip on his shoulder i'd like to see jake develop that yeah but i thought he had as good a day as any and i he's going to get some phone calls this week I, i'd be shocked because i had a lot of people wanting to know what his number was and um because not all those coaches buy those books those those roster books are expensive bucks 120 bucks 125 bucks yeah cheaper than some places but still only the, those high majors roll in and just buy it yeah expensive sometimes those non-high majors don't have that luxury so uh anybody yeah, anybody else new sorry what, what were you gonna say been great all spring and yeah especially- no, i thought yeah i thought he helped himself as much in april as anybody yeah Hundred percent, hundred percent. I wish they were playing up here next weekend, but they're not. I uh, two years I like in a row they didn't play up here. Peak in Eastern. Yep, they need to be up here in the Charlie Hughes, and they're not. It is what it is, man. It's very hard to drive to Peak in Eastern. It is definitely very hard to drive. It's it's not an easy school to get to. It is not an easy school to get to. The quick way is the dangerous way. Yeah. And that is not to be done in in moderately bad to bad weather. You know what though? You you brave those conditions to go see Jake Cherry play. It is a good it's a cool gym though. I mean it's a bold gym. It's it is 
It is cool. It's not, but I like their their color. They're purple and yellow. It's it's, it's nice play, and they're a growing school. You know, they're going to be in a brutal, brutal sectional. They got screwed this year by the sectional. So, yeah, we'll yeah. see. Anybody you didn't know? I know you mentioned a couple guys you already didn't know, but anybody else you didn't know that kind of stood out? Well, I I'd actually never seen him play, even though he's from Evansville. Shane Sims from Evansville Harrison, and I just like his his upside. He's a, a guy who was a freshman this past year, six three kid can shoot it um was very confident all day which i liked um pulling the trigger hit some shots i just think he's gonna be a real good player especially in in a city as we talked about that that is devoid of talent to, to be nice so i don't know i like him i guess it's funny the central indiana guys i didn't didn't there wasn't, wasn't anybody there that I didn't know before. And here, I'm not sure that anybody just jumped right out at me that I hadn't already known about. I mean, like, you know, guys that had good games, you know, good days, like Aiden Franks, Isaac Higgs, Ashton Williamson, Brandon. So Brandon Trilly, maybe we'll go there with this. He's obviously had a great year. He's a junior all-star. Uh, he, you know, I'm moving in from Arizona, I think is where he's from. You know, it was a lot like Garway moving to Carmel. You just, what recruiting followed him was unknown, you know, recruiting wise. And, and I think Trilly's got himself a, definitely has an offer. Uh, let me check real quick on where that is. Let me see if I can't get to that quickly here. Um, Two offers, one from Trinity Christian and, and one from Bethel, both of them at the NAI level. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the thing with him. So maybe this isn't – he's definitely effective around the paint, super good around the paint, nice length, active feet. Jump shot's got to get better. And, I, you know, it's one of those things where it's not always an easy transition. I do have him down as a, as a plus for the day. Not that that matters, but this like, just kind of a deep dive into – into his game. I, I was impressed with his motor, his ability to drive from, you know, from mid range. Um, you know, at some point though, he's going to be undersized for what he is. And, you know, and that's where he maximizes his recruiting as to maybe where he can play the four and develop into a three. I think defensively he can handle it offensively, just the shot making and, and just, and, making plays off the dribble, I think is where he's got to improve. But that was the one kid I've never seen play that I really looked that I really looked forward to watching. And then he lived up to it. I mean, don't get me wrong. He played hard. He was effective. I've definitely got him as a, as a plus for the day. Um, but he was, um, it's kind of one of those deals, junior all-star stuff. He had a great year. I, I still think there's some other guys that, you know, are a little bit more complete. That, that could have been part of that group, but I mean, all in all, I thought he was, he was effective at the things he's good at. So by the way, Grant Leaper, not invited to the top 100 workout first team, all SAC, all summit athletic conference, which is the conference there with all the, the top Fort Wayne schools. First team, all SAC as a junior does not get invited to the top 100 workout. I don't understand that one. Yeah. 
I mean, winner won a lot of games, big time winner. But yet, a school with two wins had two kids, and Homestead had two other kids, Tucker Day and Kyron Kopwiki. Yeah, and he, I mean, again, I like Day, but didn't he play more than Day at Homestead? I mean, played a ton more than Day. Now, some of this could be two bigs, like Tucker Day. Some of this could be like the difference between Day and Leaper is. Well, maybe they had a certain number of seniors they wanted and a certain number of juniors and a certain number of sophomores. I could see that playing out. Right. So that's not comparable. Kapwiki, again, could be bigs versus guards. I don't know. I don't know how Leaper – to me, this isn't about those two dudes. This is about, you know, other other situations. I just don't want to – I don't want to – you know, I don't want to embarrass – or start, you know, ragging on kids like that when I'm not being constructive. I'm not, this is not a constructive, not, this is not a constructive criticism of the players involved. It's a, maybe a constructive criticism of the process. You just have more wins than you have kids at an all-star camp. That's it. Yeah, that's it's a fair rule, but it's, it's just too bad. Cause he, I mean, that, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No, why he, why he wouldn't be there. Especially when you're going 120 deep or whatever. Yeah, that's fair. All right, man, anything else you're off to work, Creighton? Yeah, going to work Creighton camp, and then I'll be back for Charlie Hughes. So Nice. Be back this weekend to watch games. Good. I think Zach's coming down for a day. What? Uh, where, where can people find your other work? I don't know. I don't know about work. I don't really. Why don't you put... podcast with other people? Don't you do stuff with? No, I don't. I don't podcast. I, you can follow me on Twitter at Aiden Kunst. I post some clips there, just basketball clips. But there you go. Okay. I thought you were doing stuff with like with that crew of guys that. So you're not part of that, huh? Part of what? I don't know what you're talking. <laughs> uh, maybe not. All right, never mind. I'll move on. Okay. I thought you were podcasting with different people. No, no. I mean, in the past I have, but I'm not right now. That's what I mean, like the running hook guys, all those dudes. Aren't you no. part of that crew? No, no, not that crew. Oh, okay. I God, I'm not sure what made me think that. So, all right, Aiden, we'll drive safely to Creighton. That's a heck of a haul. That's what, a 10-hour drive? Eight. Eight. Yep. Getting enjoy ready. The upper, enjoy the upper Midwest. State of Iowa, baby. That's pretty much the whole trip for the most part. Enjoy Bugahaw, to quote the great Jim Rome. You got any recommendation? The the, the not-so-great Jim I've never been a big Jim Rome fan, but he liked. He always called Omaha Bugahaw. Really? I don't know if there's like a bugs up there or what. I have no recommendations. I've never been to Omaha. Okay. I've never been to Omaha. I don't – unless I can hang out with Warren Buffett, I'm not entirely sure that I'll ever go to Omaha. I would think you probably won't. But, but you'll be, um, you're going to be in line to watch a little bit of the College World Series? I, I was almost going to get tickets, but I don't want to spend the money, especially when I'm paying for all this gas. There you go. Yeah, it is, that does suck. All right, man. Well, we'll see you next weekend, and, and thanks for coming on. See you, Jim. All right, Aiden, Have- Appreciate it.
that wraps up episode 132. Thanks to Zach Tyler for coming back on. Zach is back. He'll definitely be, but he'll definitely be around every week during the school season. We'll get back to that normal routine. This summer is a little bit of a challenge for him. Thanks to Aiden Koontz again for coming on as well, talking about the top 100. You'll hear him next weekend too as we talk about the Charlie Hughes event. You'll probably hear a little bit of Zach as well. Hopefully Nick can get up here at Baumgart and, and get a get a chance to watch some of these games and then we can have maybe even like a little roundtable session of, of guys. But uh, that 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 won't be long, will it? Putting Nick and me on a podcast together with no no boundaries and no no guidelines. Ooh. Thanks for listening to the Courtside Indiana podcast. If you listen every week, we appreciate it. If not, please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate a rating and review. And you can reach us directly at our Courtside Indiana Twitter and Instagram. We yeah, mostly Twitter at Courtside IND. That's Courtside IND. And thanks to Box Out Sports the leading online graphic solution giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes during the season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. And as Zach likes to point out each week, it is not just for basketball. Everybody, thank you for listening. We'll, we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah.